Michael, you are back Hello. in jolly old England, in jolly old London town. Yeah, not that it really makes a difference to this show, because nothing changed, you know? Like, there was an episode <laughs> last month, and then there's an episode this month. But yeah, I'm, sure. I'm back. We're both and back. We are both back. We'll talk about that in a little bit. Uh, we, we Are we jet-lagged? Are we completely jet-lagged? Or are we not jet-lagged? I mean, I, I said this to you before the show because you asked me this question because you're a good friend and you wanted to know how I was doing. I'm kind of not allowing jet lag to take me at the moment because this <laughs> week is very busy. And so I've, I'm just like dealing with it because mm -hmm. I don't really have another choice. So I'm just like rolling with it, you know? You are choosing to remove yourself from the jet lag narrative. I yes, see I will not allow the jet lag at this time. Uh, you can speak <laughs> to my representatives. Like you know, it's, it's just I'm not doing it. So there's no jet lag here. It won't, I have not accepting questions at this time. Yes, I will, uh, I will did you fly? What did you fly? Uh, LA. I know we're getting a little ahead, but yeah. you flew LAX to Heathrow. Is that right? Yeah, and we did an overnight flight. I got a few hours sleep. Arrived home at three o'clock, and then was back to sleep again at like one thirty a.m. And then Oof. went all the way through. No, but that's fine. Oh, that's that's relatively normal for you, isn't it? I always yeah. forget that you keep bananas hours. I go to bed at about two usually and wake oh. up about somewhere between eight thirty and nine thirty. That's my that's my hours. And goodness, you know, because I'm a, I only got back like two days ago, <laughs> uh, <laughs> but so far fine. I had a good night's sleep last night. Um, taking a sleeping pill, a light sleeping pill each night. This is this is kind of our jet lag hack. Which mm -hmm. is, I've said this before, I'm sure, but there's a, you're familiar with Dayquil, Nyquil? Mm -hmm. They make a product called Zquil, which is just, yeah, just the sleepy portion of Nyquil, like with I no mm -hmm. paracetamol or ibuprofen or whatever they put in it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, we take, we'll usually, we'll take those for a few days once we get home. You just take it like an hour before you want to go to sleep or whatever. And that mostly straightens out the jet lag. Because we're just giving mm. ourselves a hand to to go to sleep, you know, mm -hmm. um, and I find that to work pretty well. Everybody has their own jet lag techniques, but this works for me and Adina, so it, it it's fine. Nice. All right, so we've got some follow up we need to wade through first, though, before we talk about any of this fun adventuring. So yes. you apparently are a AI developer now. No, I'm. Well, I tried to be. So on the last episode, <laughs> I was very excited because before we recorded, I was trying to build a GPT to calculate the upgrades responses and i was very excited about it uh, in the last episode and then i went back to it and worked on it a bit more and realized not good for this um it just wasn't counting things correctly it was just making it up it was making the numbers up so oh, fun <laughs> decided to abandon ship with that one and i actually had a few people writing to me that were like it's not going to be able to do this very well for you because this is one of the things that I'd forgotten about, that just straight chat GPT is not good at math. Yeah, that's true. That's right? true. Yeah. At least not now. And apparently they're working on that, but it just wasn't good for what I wanted. Um, but then a uh, friend of Upgrade, Jason Snell, he had written a Python script to do this kind of thing, and he shared it with me in a shortcut. And I think that's just, that is actually the way that I'm going to do it. The Python script just counts the uh, and sh and sorts the answers and it just gives me a response and then i can combine them manually for if they're like words that are close you know mm -hmm. like for example if somebody in the best ios app said call sheet and somebody else said call sheet by casey list i could just combine those logically you know 
And I mean, it, it should be easy to count that category because clearly that will be the far and away winner. So far and away that there's no other contest. Well, I mean, we don't count by popular, right? Oh, that's true. That's true. It, it helps. But me and Jason yeah. have our own uh, nominations. <laughs> Indeed. And now, now Jason has left me. He's left me behind. He's joined the cult of time tracking. Oh, and so now, yes. now, I'm, now I'm probably going to have to hear him talk about how timery is the best. Well, actually, if, he said he didn't really if, like timery, but you know what I'm saying. If you listen to Upgrade Plus, you know that Jason has started time tracking. And uh, yeah, I'm excited about that. And I, oh, I bet you are. Well, here's the look. We, not only do we have best <laughs> iOS app, Casey Lewis, we have best newcomer iOS app. So, no, there's a prayer. So you're saying there's a chance. I'm saying there's a chance. <laughs> I'm saying you uh, look. I'm fifty percent. Well, I'm more like forty percent of the <laughs> judging committee. Well, because like me and Jason make up the make up choose the winners, but we use the upgradians as well, right? Mm. And. I would say at least from 40% of the committee so far, you're probably, you're probably in for a good shot at an upgrade. I appreciate that. I'll have to uh, send flowers and chocolates and whatnot well, to Well, I mean, uh... genuinely, look, I'm not just saying this to you. Genuinely, uh, Koshi is my favorite new iOS app this year. Oh, thank you. That means a lot to me. And I, I've already apologized to you in private, and I want to apologize to you in public now, having said that. <laughs> there was a moment a couple of weeks ago where I had one of those, like, you know when you have a thought and it just something just stops you in your tracks? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. You know, you're just like, ah! I have one of those where I realized I didn't include Corsi in the lightning round of uh, State of the Apps, and it, and it upset me greatly because it deserved it, and I didn't do it. And so I will now die on a thousand swords until I make it right again. Because <laughs> I genuinely was so disappointed in myself uh, for that. You know, and it's funny too, because I, as I said to you privately, you know, I've been talking to Gray a little bit about Call Sheet and, mm -hmm. and Gray and Mrs. Gray had been at least using the beta for a little while and had been making some suggestions. And I can't remember specifically what changes I made, but there were a couple of changes mm -hmm. I made, I think mostly on behalf of Mrs. Gray. But um, yeah, neither of you said anything. And it's okay because I think the only fair thing to do is to dedicate an entire episode an of entire Cortex episode. to just Call Sheet. Yep, the, the Call Sheet special. <laughs> I, what I would say, I think, but I'm not going to try and defend Gray's actions on anything because who knows what he thinks, right? <laughs> and I would dare not speak for him. But Indeed. I know Indeed. that for me, my mindset for state of the apps tends to be more work related stuff. Yeah, no, no, no. It, it's productivity and getting things done. But I wouldn't yeah, say it's I, not I totally entirely. But it's it that is where the majority of my mindset is, and so yeah. I just think. And plus, I don't know, Corsheet's been around in my... Corsheet, to me, also does not feel like it this year. <laughs> it, needed, it doesn't for me either, but it was only in the middle of the year, coincidentally. No. I don't know when I started testing it, but it feels like longer than that. But I know that's not uh, the case. For you, that's true. It would have been like February or March-ish or thereabouts, yeah. somewhere in that. But that's still this yeah. year, though. So yeah, I don't yeah. have a lot of excuses, but <laughs> I will try and make as many as I can because I, I let you down. Yeah, it's all right. As as James is saying in the chat, as much as I'm giving you a hard time, there's no obligation to mention your friend's apps. It's there is totally no fine. obligation, but when you actually genuinely wanted to do it, that is a bit silly, right? Like, <laughs> I agree there is that there is and should be no obligation to mention your friend's apps or podcasts in these kinds of lists, and I think everyone needs to agree to that. But the thing is, Corshi is good enough. That it should have, it should, that I want to put it in these lists because I, I really think the app is very, very good. That's when you've let everybody down. 
you know? <laughs> because like the obligation isn't there, but it's always nice to do it when you can. But when the thing the product is actually good enough, then it deserves to be mentioned. Yep. And no, I, didn't I get it. Do I get that. it. It's all right. It, it, sometimes these things happen. It's no big deal. But it's unacceptable. We've got, uh, we've, speaking of sometimes these things happen, we've got uh, some important follow-up. This is hearkening back, I believe it was this year, or no, I'm sorry, it was last year. We were talking about this year when I had said to you, uh, just FYI, they've announced the drive to, drive to Survive date, and it's you know such and such uh, February or such and such mm-hmm. March. And then I don't remember if we ended the episode or not. Oh, it was but during it was, the episode. Okay, it was during the episode that we quickly realized I was dead wrong, and I was talking about the se- the season that had already aired, and yeah. I was trying to tell you that that date was the new date. Well, I have a link to prove I am correct. Season six will debut on the 23rd of February, not 2023, which is basically what I tried to pull last year, uh, the 23rd of February, 2024. It's for real this time. They've announced it very early. They did. Mm-hmm. I don't know what they're going to do with, with the season. Cause like the, the F1 season had its great moments. Don't get me wrong, but I don't know. For the most part, it was Casey. That interesting. You, have you lost your, your memory and your mind? Uh, well, yes, I have. All right. But it was, well, I guess the front running, I mean, Max clinched it like five yeah, weeks ago. Yeah, but they don't ever like really that. focus on the championship winner. Like the no, championship gets like one episode of the season. They're going to be focusing on Nick DeVries. Hmm. That's true. That's true. They're going to be focusing on Danny Ricardo, Oscar Piastri. Yeah. They're going to focus on, I think, Alex Albon a little bit because of mm-hmm. his great season. 100% they'll be showing the pain of Charles Leclerc. Oh, that's, oh, you're, all right, you're selling me on it. You're there's right. Stories. You're right. You're right. There's, actually, there's quite a lot of stories this year, provided that they got the right footage at the right time. I know that there, I don't remember the exact moments, but I know there are a few moments this season where I saw people on threads saying like, oh, and uh, Drive to Survivor with such and such team this weekend. And like, and it was, and it made sense based on the weekend that was occurring. So, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like there were some kind of events and it turned out that they were with uh, Drive to Survive, that team was with Drive to Survive that weekend. So there are stories you. like that. There was quite a bit of drama this year. And I'm sure there'll probably be uh, an episode about like Checo, right? And mm, just like all mm-hmm. of the drama around Red Bull. But he's still got a seat, right? Yeah. Well, yeah. As we record for right now. now. Yeah. <laughs> as we record right now, the grid is entirely set for next year. And it's all the same, isn't it? There are, I don't believe there's uh, any changes. No changes. Yeah. No changes. That's the first time since I've been watching that I think that's the case. Yes. Best this is a weird year. There weren't a lot of contracts up for renewal. Next year, Lots of contracts up for renewal. Mm, so ex- I expect the grid to be very different in 2025 than what it is now. But I'm not really sure how. Uh, I, I, I'm not trying to troll you. I really am not. This is a genuine question. Have we had even an inkling as to what um, Mercedes is going to look like next year? Because they they had moments where they were looking pretty good, but for the most part, it was not great. Well, so here's... No, I would say they 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 did what they did Last year, they pulled it together in the end. I feel like, like as well as they mm-hmm. could, mm-hmm. as much as I can understand, the issue is the car's drivability, and that Lewis and George are just not confident in the car because it doesn't feel right to drive. So it's like mm-hmm. unnerving, and so they can't, they can't. And that's what I reckon because you know they they always talk about like uh, how these things look in aero and the wind tunnels and stuff that like aerodynamically. 
the car might be very fast and like if you sim it very fast but if you're actually in mm-hmm. it and you're not confident with it you worried you're going to die <laughs> it's not so fast <laughs> yeah. right like that's how i have kind of expected sure. that this this season has gone for them they say they know what's wrong with the car like that just like the fundamental idea of it is broken mm-hmm. at this point if they can't look at what McLaren's done and do that, I would be really concerned. Yeah, because McLaren was looking real good by the end of the year. They have a Mercedes engine. Oh, that's true. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. So they should be able, and so does Aston Martin. So mm-hmm. at this point, I would expect a better Mercedes next year with the ability for them to have a significantly better season in 25. Like, if they're not challenging in 25, I would be really concerned. But they should be challenging for second easy peasy next year, in my opinion. But we'll have to wait and see. See, I hope so. I mean, I, I said so. this last year, too. So. <laughs> but the thing is, the difference is, last year, they weren't talking like they did were this year, where they were like, oh, yeah, no, we thought we could fix it, but we just can't fix it. We have to go back to the drawing board. Mm-hmm. But the mm-hmm. drawing board should be relatively clear now. Like, I would expect like what you should be doing and what you shouldn't be doing, but I'm not yep. a, a F1 car designer. Yeah, no, I get it. All right, fair enough. Uh, do you want to tell me about something that's awesome these days? You know I do. Let's talk about mm-hmm. Squarespace, the only one platform for building your brand and growing your business online. You can stand out from the crowd with a beautiful website, engage directly with your audience and sell your products, services, or the content that you create. Squarespace has got everything you need all in one place. You get started with a beautiful template from a best-in-class series. So you can choose a template for any type of website you want to make, but then you can also customize every single design detail with a reimagined drag-and-drop system called Fluid Engine. This is Squarespace's next-generation website design system. It allows you to unlock your creativity more easily than ever before on desktop or mobile. You can stretch your imagination online with Fluid Engine. It is built in and ready to go with any new Squarespace site. Once you've got your website built and designed exactly the way that you want with all of the fantastic content all organized in Squarespace's asset library that lets you upload, organize, and access all your content from one place, no more scrambling to find that right piece of content. You can manage all your files from one central hub and use them on the Squarespace platform. Once you've got all this set up and you've got it out to the world, you're going to want to know Is anybody coming to my website? Where are they coming from? How successful is my store? You'll know all of this with Squarespace's built-in analytics system. You can learn where your visitors and sales are coming from. You can analyze which channels are most effective for certain traffic. You can improve your website and build a marketing strategy based on your top keywords or most popular products and content. I I've used Squarespace for 15 years for so many projects. When I want to put something online, it's where I go. And it's where I recommend you go. It's where I recommend you send your friends, your family members, your colleagues, your coworkers. If they need a website, go to Squarespace. In fact, tell them to go to squarespace.com analog and sign up for a free trial. When they're ready to launch or when you're ready to launch, go to squarespace.com analog and use the code analog to save 10% of your first purchase of a website or domain. That is squarespace.com analog and the code analog when you sign up to get 10% of your first purchase and show your support for the show. Well, thanks to Squarespace for the support of this show and all of Relay FM. Indeed. So we made some reference to this earlier. 
you are back from a Californian adventure. Mm -hmm. So what's going on? What was the impetus? Was this just a normal holiday-ish season thing? What's going on? It's the same uh, time that we've taken a trip uh, for the last few years. So we we arrive uh, on Thanksgiving. It's like, this is just like, you know, I want to take a vacation every year. This is a, like a good time of year for me to take a vacation because I'm kind of coming off the very busy September, October time. Um, and it's kind of in a, in a, in a pretty good spot because a bunch of people are already taking vacations. So it doesn't have to be too much moving around because we're typically doing some stuff around that time anyway, around Thanksgiving of like pre-recording shows and that kind of stuff because people are in and out. Uh, and it just works very nicely for us to take a, take a quick trip. And so we maximize it. We get like 10 days or so. Um, and multiple times I've gone out to L.A., uh, spent time in the sun because the weather's still really good in that time of year. Uh, seen a bunch of friends. So a very similar trip to what we've taken. Not exactly the same, but a very similar trip to what we've taken uh, in the past few years. Real good time. Very, I'm feeling very refreshed and satisfied for having had a lovely vacation. Good, 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 good. Any highlights? I mean, yeah, they're all, it's always good to see friends. So basically the trip is kind of split into three parts, which I also really like about this trip because each portion of it I look forward to. So when I'm at one mm. part, I'm looking forward to the next part. The next part, I'm looking forward to the part after that. So like the trip has got like a nice flow to it where you're just enjoying it in the moment, but you're not like, oh, please don't let this end because you're, the next part is something you enjoy. And then by the time you get to the end of it, you're ready to come home. So it's like we've right. <laughs> kind of structured this trip pretty well. So like first part of it is basically just like we're enjoying the weather. We're enjoying being in L.A., enjoying me and Adina enjoying each other's company. It's the kind of trip where we're just relaxing. And the only thing you're thinking about is where we're eating next. I like those kinds of trips where like mm -hmm. I'm not really a sightseer. Like if I go somewhere for the first time, there might be a thing or two that I want to see. I like being in the place and living in a place like somebody who lives in that place. Right. Right. right, like right, right. That, that's kind of like how I like to, to vacation and enjoying what a thing has in it, what like the culture of a place is or what the locals are doing. That's what I like more than like, let's go see the Hollywood sign. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> I, I, if I'm going somewhere for the first time, if there's something particularly exciting, like I, I would like to go and see that, but I'm not, it's not, a priority for me, like sightseeing. I just like to be in a place and enjoy a place. And, you know, we've been in the LA area enough now that we have a few restaurants that we like to tick off and we'll do that. And yeah, just making the most of it. The weather was good. It was in like the mid twenties Celsius. So it was still like, could sit around the pool outside at a pool or walk around the streets with t-shirt and shorts. And it's like good weather, you know? Um, mm -hmm. California weather is good, man. I don't know if anyone's ever told you that before. <laughs> Indeed, but it's good because it's like it doesn't get too cold, doesn't get too hot. Like it's just good, mm -hmm. it's just good weather. Um, mm -hmm. And then we, in the middle, we got to spend time with friends. So I always go and see uh, the Evans family. So that's Austin, who is my co-host in the Backmarkers. Uh, we go and spend the time with him. We go to his studio, which is just this incredible production. YouTubers, man. They got like a whole different thing going on, you know? Yep. They're not, yep. They're not recording from their bedrooms, you know? Nope, they're not. He's got this, it's just, this, it's like a facility at this point. It's incredible. Um, and we'll spend time with his family as well. And then we go to Disneyland and we see the Sparks. Oh, so ah, good. lovely, lovely, lovely. Pretty great, pretty great. We got, we had two very productive days at Disneyland. 
uh, over two days, we walked a marathon. Oh, my word. 23 miles. miles, right? No, 23. I'm sorry. I'm thinking a half marathon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So it's like 13 miles one day, 10 miles the next day. Goodness. At a superb time. Disneyland rules. We were talking a lot with the Sparkses about like Disney World. Like it's, it's on our list. Like one day, I reckon yep. we're probably like three or four years away, maybe from it. Mm-hmm. Um, but got to go to Disney World. I think next year we're going to go to Disneyland Paris. Uh, that it depends on when you're doing it, though, because aren't the Olympics in Paris next year? Yeah, but I'm not going to go when the Olympics are on. Well, that's what I'm saying. I'm you got to be careful. I'm not stupid. <laughs> you know, we we uh, we are planning to be overseas around the time of the Olympics, and yeah. we thought to ourselves, "Oh, it's just a quick trip on the as well." Americans would call it the channel. I think you call it the Channel Tunnel. But anyways, a quick trip on Here the train to uh, go to Paris, and then it occurred to us, "Oh, the Olympics are there too. Ooh, maybe we shouldn't do that." Yeah, I mean, well, you can even look that as a positive or negative. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't want to go for the Olympics. I want to go to Disneyland, which actually, realistically, I wouldn't be bumping up against the Olympics if we just went to Disneyland anyway. Yeah, that's fair. But at some point, we're going to go there next year. I think we're going to go see it. And it's apparently, I've, I've, I went there once as a kid and don't really have a lot of memories of it. And so I think we might do that uh, next that's year. That's awesome. Something interesting happened this time. So we've been to the LA area, the wider LA area, four times. Mm -hmm. Never seen a celebrity. Okay. Now that doesn't seem right based upon the way that I hear about LA, right? (laughs) Every time I ever hear anyone go to LA, they see some kind of celebrity somewhere. Well, Mm -hmm. we made up for it because we saw four. Four? Four celebrities. So, first up, Ellie Goulding. Do you know Ellie Goulding? Yeah, a musician. She is a British singer, songwriter. We saw her in a grocery store. Oh. That was <laughs> what the were you doing one. in a grocery store? We're just living the life, man. All right, fair you enough. Know? We found this weird grocery store called like Erehun. E-R-E-W-H-O-N. It, it felt oh, like a Whole okay. Foods. It's very weird. It was a very weird grocery store. I'm not going to lie. It felt very LA. It was very weird. Okay. Ben Stein. I know that name. Bueller. Oh, yeah, yeah. Win Ben Stein's Money was a good TV show, too. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. This was like a thing where we were at a restaurant, and it was one of those things like, where do I know you from? Yep. And, yep. Eva Longoria. Oh, interesting. Walked past us at one point, but the top one, Chris Pine. Oh. We were at dinner. Chris Pine was at dinner. So is Eva Longoria or Chris Pine, Chris Pine prettier? Because I could see that one going either way. Chris Pine. <laughs> really? Chris Pine is one of these people that just has a magnetism. Like, That's cool. Without meaning to do anything, you know? Like, he, mm. he, he left the restaurant and just... It, it's one of those things where he... Ha- what I say is, in Eva Longoria's defense... We just walked past her, right? But like, I was, I was yeah. like in Chris Pine's aura for a while. We we're in the same <laughs> restaurant, you know. But he's one of those people that, like, and I say this, and I do believe this to be true. Like, I'm gonna get pretty high concept here, all right? Okay, okay. I'm not a very spiritual person, but I do have this feeling that, like, I have a belief that people have an energy to them. Because, mm-hmm. like, sometimes in your life, like, you can feel a person, right, without knowing they're there. 
How long were you in LA? You were already talking about energy and Reiki and stuff like that. So you were there in LA are these crystals. I, I don't know if you're familiar yeah. with the crystals. <laughs> but like, you know, like you, sometimes you're doing a thing no, and someone walks up yeah, behind yeah. you and like you can feel it. Or like sometimes you, we've all had this experience, right? Where like you're, you're somewhere you're like, I feel like I know someone here. And like there's a friend, right? And like you have this like mm-hmm. chance meeting with like a friend. Chris Pine has like a, an aura to him where like just him moving in the restaurant, everyone's look, you know, like he has like a magnetism. And I, I believe that someone of a certain celebrity status has this just innate magnetism towards them. Yeah, I get that. I think it's part of what makes people celebrities anyway, is that like certain people have a kind of just a way about them that like draws people to them. And it's one of the things that can make somebody a celebrity because people want to interact with someone. But also Mm -hmm. once you've lived that life for long enough, you just generate this energy that like draws attention. He had that attention my God, is he handsome? My <laughs> God, is that man handsome? That's what I have to say Fair about enough. Chris Pine. Yeah, I mean, that, that tracks. I mean, I, I'm not. I can't say I'm surprised. Did he? Did did he seem like a decent enough fella? Like I know you weren't interacting. I have with no him, way of can, knowing that. I mean, sure. Like everybody seems decent enough, you know. You can tell. I feel like when somebody's just a complete turd, and then when somebody is all right. And, and, and even without interacting them, just their mannerisms and the way they interact with people, it just seems to me like you can just tell. I mean, he was smiley, you know, like as he's walking through the restaurant and is aware of the fact that everybody's turning to look at him. He was like a big smile on his face, <laughs> like he was being nice in that way. So Fair enough. I had, I had no reason to believe that he was anything other than a nice guy in that instance. But mm-hmm. people are people and people do things yeah, good yeah. and bad, you know? That's fair. That's super cool. Uh, I also don't care. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, he didn't do anything to me in that moment. He's just being Chris Pine and I'm being Mike Hurley and we're, like, not interacting. Because Mm -hmm. I couldn't do that, you know? Like, me and Adina had this conversation as we were in the restaurant and Chris Pine's in the restaurant of, like, is there any circumstance where you would want to speak to this person? And, like... (laughs) I, I think by and large, the answer is is no. Like I, we are both the kind of people that I just could not bring myself to bother somebody in that way while they're living their life. And and I do feel like in general, that is the right move that you just mm-hmm. let people live their lives, you know? Like in someone like a restaurant, I feel like maybe if The Rock was walking down the street, which is never going to happen, and I walk past The Rock, I might say like, hey, hey, Rock, I love you, man. Can can we have a selfie, you know? Or like right, Lewis right. Hamilton. Like these are maybe my two people where I feel like if I saw them, I wouldn't be able to to not ask. But like if Lewis Hamilton was sitting down four tables from me in a restaurant, I would not bother him. Even though he's okay. like my hero, you know? Mm-hmm. I, but I wouldn't bother him because he's living his life. He doesn't need yeah, me going up to him. And, and it's like similar, right? Like I don't think I would care because it would be cool. But like I know I... If anybody ever wanted to say hi to me, I feel like it would be way less awkward for everyone if we were just in the street rather than if I was sitting down at a table eating dinner. <laughs> yeah. You know? I don't know. I, I think it's also different for you or me because we get recognized. That's what I'm saying. It's so, it's so infrequent in a- that they're, it's always cool. Mm-hmm. You know? Exactly. But I'm just saying, like, it will be, I know it'd be less, it would be always cool, but less, but more awkward if I'm sitting down eating dinner, right? <laughs> yeah. But, I like, I'm not going to care about it because of the cool part. I, have I ever told you, I don't know if I ever told this story, but on uh, my bachelor party, I was at breakfast one morning. 
a small group. We, I don't, were you at this breakfast? We went to like a diner. It was only like five of us, and I don't know why that was the case. No, I don't remember. I don't know why I wouldn't have been there, but I don't recall this now. I feel like there were a few people that were up early. It may have been a jet lag thing. James was at this. James is in the chat, and he's saying that he was at this breakfast. So I'm considering. I know it was me, Terry. I think my brother. So my friend Terry, my brother, Gray, James. So I'm thinking it might have been the UK contingent. Maybe we were up early one day. Mm-hmm. So we went for breakfast at a diner, and somebody was coming up to us, and like the the it wasn't the server, but it was like. Somebody who came and they filled up the water glass, and as they filled up the water glass, they like looked at me and, and like for an, for a for a long time, like an uncomfortably long time, right? <laughs> so I was like, that feels weird. And then they went away and they came back, like they did it again. And this person was like, "Are you Mike Hurley?" And I was like, "Yes." It's like, "Oh my god, I love Cortex." And I was like, "Thank you so much." And Gray said, "Hi," and the guy turned to him, said "Hi," and went back to me. <laughs> I had no idea it was great. No idea at all. That's amazing. And oh that, gosh, is, that is, I think of this so often, and it's so funny to me, that the, all this person mentioned, this is like, it's like a whole like group of podcasters and podcast-adjacent people, and like he recognizes just me, tells me he loves Cortex, has no idea that Gray's sitting right there. <laughs> and that was so Incredible. interesting to me because, like, I know you don't know his face, but if you've listened to us, surely his voice is more recognizable than mine. Well, I feel like, uh, but he's American, and this was in America. But he has I mean, a very saying. recognizable voice. Gray has a very recognizable voice. He does, but he didn't recognize it. But I do wonder sometimes because I know we all kind of have like our podcaster voice and our normal voice. But anyway, super funny to me. But yes. I wouldn't. I didn't go up to Chris Pine. I wouldn't go up to Lewis Hamilton. I wouldn't bother anyone. Would you? Uh, probably not. Especially at dinner. Um, I I think your dividing line there does make sense. I'm trying to think of an occasion. I don't think there's ever been a time that I've been around a celebrity, other than once in an airport lounge. Um, I, Carlos Santana was across the room. <laughs> and, and was he was he doing a solo? So you know, yeah, that's what it was. Yeah. I imagine he's always ripping some kind of incredible solo. <laughs> it was. It did not seem to be the case this time. But, um, anyways, and I should have gone up and get gotten a picture for like my mom or something, if yeah. nothing else, because she would have loved that stuff. But no, I was too much of a wimp. But for the record, I I don't care if somebody comes up to me as long as they're not a turd and aren't trying to like have a, a twenty minute conversation. You know what I mean? Like, whatever, man, and come say hi. That's fine. I don't mind. You know, that's totally cool. Come say hi and, you know, and, and then we'll have a quick chat and then we'll move on with our lives. But as I said, we are not big celebrities. Like, maybe it would be different. Yeah. And I do believe it would be different. I feel like I feel like if it happened to me 10 times a day every day, that sometimes I'm sure these people just want to live their lives. Yeah, I you get know? that. And yeah, I, but I don't know. We were talking. Me and Adina were have. We were talking a lot about this because Chris Pine was in the restaurant, right? So we were we were just talking about like what it mm. must be like, and, da, 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 da. and like I hate when people are like, uh, "Oh, it's what you get," or like you have <laughs> right. to get used to it, or whatever. Right. Because this is the price you pay, baby. Yeah, because it's it's like I don't like the blame part. But mm-hmm. the the thing that I was saying is like, it is a thing though that you have to accept that it's going to happen to you. Like, I don't believe you deserve it, but 
but I believe it's like if you want to take certain roles, this is this is the this is what happens. Like I don't, right. you know what? I, I I feel like some people might not hear a distinction between the two things that I'm saying, but I do feel that they are different. Like I don't think like somebody should have to deal with it or should have to accept it or even have to be nice. But like if you are going to be in the Star Trek movies, taking that role, this will happen to you. And so like I feel like it's something that someone of them, like they've got to be aware of, they know it's going to happen. But I don't believe that somebody should have to have it happen to them or it's a price you pay or that they even have to be nice to you if you go up to them. Because like I don't think yeah. that that's like part of it, right? Yeah. yeah. I mean, I don't know. It's 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 a tough thing, right? Like everything is yin and yang. Everything is a trade-off. And I think it is reasonable to expect that there's that just by virtue of being in a piece of media that so many people have seen, it's reasonable to expect that people want a little bit of access to you. But it's also reasonable to not give those people that access. You know, it's reasonable to say, oh, I'm sorry, I don't want to take a selfie right now or I don't want to sign that thing for you right now. And as long as you're not a turd about it, I don't think that's unfair. But I'm glad you had the celebrity experience. That's super fun. That, that That's very, very cool. You, you should start like a tally book or something. Well, because it's <laughs> one of these things where like, it feels like it's part of going to Hollywood, right? That you'll see someone because you're in Hollywood. Yeah. And we've been four mm-hmm. times and never saw anyone or three times and never saw anybody. So it's like, what is happening? <laughs> like, where are all the celebrities? I heard they were everywhere. And then we made up for it this time. But see, we couldn't move. Couldn't move so for celebrities. <laughs> Just bumping into them everywhere. So Mickey Mouse. Surprised. Can you believe it? <laughs> <laughs> no way. Very not very chatty though, was it? Um, so yeah, I I feel like um, you, I'm surprised you haven't seen more in Disneyland, especially if you look for and the Sparkses would know better than me. But if I recall correctly, there. Well, I know for sure you can get like these VIP guides, tours, which yeah. are like yeah, and they're like hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of dollars an hour. No, they're thousands of dollars. Right, but either way, you're taken to like the front of the line and all that, and so on and so forth. I am surprised if you kept your head on a swivel when it came to plaid wearing Disney employees. I'm surprised you didn't see like some of them, you know, leading around some sort of celebrity or something. I mean, I always notice these people because like you you can't not notice them, and sometimes you're in a line and they're there too. But like anyone can get one of those; you just got to pay for it. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So I think a lot of people do it, and I've known of people to do it. Because you get, you can do it as a group. Like you get like ten people, yeah. and you like mm-hmm. pay like a thousand dollars each, which is a lot of money, but not a lot of money at Disneyland, right? Yep. And mm-hmm. you are effectively escorted to ev- around and given this grand tour, and you give go to the front of the line for everything. Like, I feel like if you if you are if you have the means and you go as a large group, like it's actually yeah, a pretty yeah. good way to do Disney. Oh, definitely. Yeah, especially if you're splitting across like three families or yeah. something like that. Yeah. yeah, for sure. And like I know of people that have done that. Like I've had stories told to me of people that have done that. And it's like, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. I've also seen like YouTubers do it in groups, stuff like that on Instagram. It's like it's actually mm. a thing. But yeah, no, I, I didn't. I didn't see anybody. What were they? Well, not again. It's like maybe I did, but I didn't know. You know. Yeah, that's Incognito, also true. That's also right? true. People wearing. You can kind of get away with it in Disneyland. You can dress up a little bit. No one's going to know. Anything else about California? No, it was a good trip. It's been a really hard year. Uh, It has been a very, very challenging year this year. And so taking some time to relax 
at the end of the year has been really important. And I think that next year may be as challenging, if not more so. And so having a little bit of a reset point was good. But, you know, brains are stupid and I kind of couldn't get that out of my mind at points, but it was good. It was a good trip. It was a trip that I was happy to have taken. I'm very pleased that we were able to do it. And I'm I'm like ready now to take on mm-hmm. 2024. So if you love California so much, why don't you move there? I mean, Marriott. I mean, move there? What? <sighs> if I, I don't think I will ever leave England. Like, I don't think I will. Like, there was a time that I thought I would, but now I don't think I will um, in my life. But if I had to, California would be top of my list. Because? Nice. Like, the weather's good. It's a very varied state. Like, and I feel like I would be more drawn towards, like, the surround. Like, Los Angeles is kind of kind of, like, it's like it's much bigger than you think and there's all these like surrounding areas which people think of as LA but they're not but like that part is it Southern California right it Mm. would be the Mm. Southern California is is my kind of vibe and the weather (laughs) is good and the weather's not too extreme like I like it and I if I had to move anywhere I would move there I would therefore also be choosing a place I probably couldn't afford but if I could, <laughs> be nice. <laughs> Maybe if we can get that, like as I remember it, the two pound, like the, the two to one exchange rate that there used to be when I was younger. Yeah, right. <laughs> then maybe it would be possible. Let's double the money, and maybe I can afford to move to California. But possibly, possibly, and you'd still live in a shack. But you know, at least you'd be there, right? I don't know. I, I, I my hot take is I vastly prefer the LA area over. Uh, Northern California. That's just for me. I'm not saying I'm right. It's just my preference. What is Northern California and San Francisco? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yep, I'm, right. I'm a Southern California guy. Yep, same here. But um, but no, I I I am also way too much of an East Coaster, and I I don't think I could survive out there. It's way, it's too chill, and it's a level of chill that makes me uncomfortable. Oh, I like which the chill. it's great to visit. You know? It's great to visit for me, but I don't. I would not want to live there. There's the, people are not serious enough for my taste there. And uh, not and serious so, yeah, enough. Like, like everything's too relaxed. It's too relaxed. It's so chill. It's it's frustrating for me. And that that that's a great place to vacation. That's not where I would want to live. But that's just me. And that's why I live over here, where it's cold. <laughs> yeah. So what are you gonna do? Be cold. Yeah, you're gonna be cold. Is what you're gonna do. This episode is brought to you by. Fitbod. When you want to change your fitness level, it can be hard to know how to get started, which is why you need to know. And I want to tell you that Fitbod is an easy and affordable way to build a fitness plan just for you. Everybody has their own fitness path, which is why Fitbod uses data to make sure that they customize things to every single user exactly to suit you. They use an incredibly powerful algorithm to learn more about your goals, your training ability, to learn what equipment that you have access to, to create a custom dynamic plan that is based on you. This is all in an app that makes it incredibly easy to learn how to perform every exercise with HD video tutorials shot from multiple angles. So you're going to learn exactly how to do everything they're telling you to do. Superior results are achieved when a workout program is tailored to your unique circumstances. Your muscles improve when they work in concert with the entire muscular system. So overworking some muscles while underworking others can negatively impact results. These are the reasons why Fitbod builds a 
well-balanced, well-designed workout program to you based on your muscle fatigue and recovery and the access to the equipment that you have or don't. They make sure that they mix up your muscle groups, your exercises, your sets, your reps, your weight over time. To serve to this all serves to increase your overall strength and to keep your body sharp. This also keeps your gym sessions fresh and fun, but mixing up workouts with new exercises. One of the things I love about Fitbot actually is that I'm doing new things. You know, I've tried I tried other things before I found Fitbot, and I felt like I was doing the same set of twelve exercises every day. That is very boring and not enjoyable, and is a, a reason that I would fall off these programs. But what I love about Fitbot is I'm learning new stuff. There are some exercises that I'm used to, and for those, I see them on my Apple Watch, and I'm like, "Yep, I know how to do those, and I can just do the exercise." And then I see some, and I'm like, "Oh, I don't know what that is," because obviously Fitbot integrates with your Apple Watch. And I will go and look at my phone. I will see the HG video tutorials. I'll see how to perform the exercise and I'll build it into my routine. Fitbod also works with apps like Strava, Fitbit, and Apple Health to keep you tracking your whole holistic health balance in your life. You can also keep track of your own achievements and personal bests inside of the Fitbod app with their progress tracking charts. Personalized training of this quality can be expensive, but Fitbod is just $12.99 a month or $79.99 a year. You can get 25% off your membership by signing up today at fitbod.me slash analog. That is fitbod.me slash analog. Go there now and get your customized fitness plan and 25% off your membership by signing up today at fitbod.me slash analog. Our thanks to Fitbod for their support of this show and Relay FM. I follow you on Instagram. You're you're a good Instagram follow. <laughs> I'm a very infrequent one, but I, but I like to that think that I, part that, of what makes it good, I suppose. You know, mm-hmm. and you posted a little trip that you took, which I think you should create a highlight of on your. Yeah, on your as Instagram. you were saying this, it occurred to me I probably should do that, shouldn't I? So people can go watch it. But mm-hmm. it was quite a surprising trip. Uh, you went to the Big Apple. Tell me all about I it. I did. Yeah. So. Um, I have to set a little bit of context for this to really uh, land right. So when uh, Aaron and I were first married and up until around the time that Declan was born, my parents were still in one of my childhood homes, but the the house in which I had lived you know, prior to college. And so that was as close as you can get to the, the childhood home. And that's the longest that my parents have lived anywhere to, the, to this day, as far as I know. Um, so anyway, so we, when Aaron and I would come from Virginia to, to Connecticut, where they were to go visit every single time we went pr- pretty much every single time we would pop down into Manhattan and go screw around Manhattan. Sometimes we'd make a day trip. Sometimes we'd get a hotel room, stay overnight. And it just made us feel good to be in the hustle and bustle of the big city mm-hmm. <laughs> Reference me saying the Californians were too chill. Uh, it makes me feel it actually in a way kind of calms me to be in New York because I feel like I'm around my people, even though they're not really my people, or I, I should say I'm not one of them. I've never lived in, you know, in New York city or anything like that, but it's just, it's just that place that just feels right. Right. So, um, so we used to go all the time and then mom and dad moved down to Virginia around the same time that Aaron got pregnant. And with the exception of a trip to Brooklyn with, uh, with Marco actually, and Federico was there and Jason was there. Uh, this was when the um, OG iPad Pro with Face ID was released, and I think it was the Retina MacBook Air. Uh, somehow or another, I got invited to that. I'm still not entirely clear how that worked out, but I was there, um, and I literally flew up that morning and flew back that night. I didn't even stay overnight. It was a whirlwind trip, um, and I'd been so I'd been in Brooklyn in 2018, but I hadn't been in Manhattan since I don't know 2012 or something like that. And it had been far too long. And I really wanted an excuse to go. And then I found one, which is that Apple was doing some labs in New York. And I can't really talk about that at all. 
But suffice to say, I was able to go and do a lab with Apple and I was able to convince a certain somebody else what I know have, to sign up. What could it have been? What, yeah, I know. What, what could, could it, it, what could it be? Been? What pre-release product is, is currently in lab state where you can, you know, try to get access to it and use it for a day? I don't know was what that it? could possibly be. What was um, it? Actually, I'm pretty sure they said that we can explicitly say that uh, we went to a Vision Pro yeah, lab. Yeah, because they're that the only ones that are still, you know. You, yeah, know. yeah, you can say you've been to one. You just can't talk right. about what you saw. Anything that happened in it. But um, but yeah, and anyway, so I'd convinced, uh, or I'd, I'd signed up for a Vision Pro lab on, what was it, Thursday, the 30th of November, I believe. And, um, and I said to Marco, like, hey, I'm going to do this. We should try to do it together. And he said, okay. And so he signed up. And both of them, both of us made it in. Mm-hmm. And so I did a, what, 72 hour trip, uh, up to New York and back. I did something deeply un-American, Mike. I did something extraordinarily un-American. I took the train there. Oh, you have those? Which is a very un-American thing to do. You have trains? And I got to tell you, yeah, we, we have trains. No. We have a couple. Um, we have Amtrak in a few places. And actually, truth be told, to the best of my knowledge, I don't think it's Amtrak out in California, but there's some rough equivalent, uh, or maybe it's more of a commuter train. I'm not sure. But I know there are trains in California. My understanding is they're actually pretty good. Um, But in the Northeast Corridor, so from Virginia up through Boston, basically, that's actually not a bad way to travel the the, the Northeast. And I got to tell you, did you know, Mike? Trains are pretty awesome. Like, who knew? Why didn't nobody tell Americans this? Because here's the thing. When I take a plane ride, it is faster, generally, if you don't consider the fact that I need to get there early because I'm a dork, and if you don't consider the fact that, especially in New York, you're landing way out in Long Island, you have to get into Manhattan. Uh, But leaving all that aside, it's a lot faster. But you know what the thing is? From the moment I step out of my house, I am a walking ball of stress until I am in my hotel room or wherever it is I'm getting to, right? Mm -hmm. The entire plane journey stresses me out. Now, a lot of that is a case problem, but that's the way it is. I used to be brutal, and then I started flying fairly frequently, and I got to the point that I was I was okay. Yeah, I I, I don't know if I'd go so far as to say anxious, but I was not chill. I can tell you that. But I got a lot okay. better. Yeah, but it trains are just a different. It's just a different vibe. Yes. Yeah. It was amazing. So there's a train station not far from my from my house. Don't be creepy. And I got dropped off by my friend Steve, and it, because you know, Aaron was dropping the kids off at school, and. I walked from, I or it had the timing been closer, which was my own fault, I could have walked from the parking lot through the little building directly onto the train. No security, no check-in, no nothing. It would have been great. Now, as it turns out, I, I had asked Steve to drop me off early because I'd never done this before, didn't know what it was entailed, what it entailed, blah, blah, blah. And so I waited around for a bit. But then you get on the train and everything has space. There's space everywhere. And there's power outlets everywhere. And there's Wi-Fi kind of everywhere. <laughs> and you don't have to pay for any of that stuff. And it was amazing the only crummy thing and this is a quirk of virginia is that down in in virginia so south of washington dc so for the first two-ish hours of the journey you are you're you're being towed by a diesel locomotive and you are on track that actually belongs to a freight train company called csx and so i guess if csx would like their freight train to go by you have to pull over. Mm-hmm. I'm not entirely clear how that works with the train, but that apparently it works. There are laybys, and there th- th- there's ways, I guess. Um, yeah. But anyway, so once you get to DC, it was very unusual because they said, "All right, here's the deal." And I knew this was coming, but here's the deal: 
uh, we're going to have to switch from a diesel locomotive to an electric lo locomotive to get us the rest of the way up. And so what we're going to do is we're going to switch that here in DC and it's going to take about 20, 30 minutes. So far, so good. Uh, we're going to lose power while that happens. I'm sorry, what? And once you think about it for even a second, it makes sense. Where's the power coming from, dummy? Mm. Of course it's coming. Of course it's coming from the locomotive. But you don't think about that if you're not a frequent train traveler. <laughs> and so here we park in DC and all of a sudden everything goes off in the car, in the train car. You know, you don't have your wall power anymore. There's no Wi-Fi. There's nothing. And there's no HVAC or anything like that, or aircon, if you will. Um, and then 20, 30 minutes later, we take off again, and eventually you arrive in New York, and you arrive right at Penn Station, right in the middle of Manhattan. Mike, this was the best. I want to train everywhere. Not really, because if I train to California, it's like three days. But you know what I mean? Like, why didn't somebody tell us about trains, Mike? I really, I really don't know how to help you. <laughs> you know? <laughs> It, it was so great. It really was. And so, yeah, so I get to New York and uh, I'll probably talk about a lot about this on ATP. Uh, so I'll give a slightly abridged version here. But we get to New York. Uh, Marco was driving and then taking a commuter train in. And, and for reasons outside of his control, he was running late. And eventually we meet up. And where do we decide to go? Well, the only place you can possibly go with Marco Arment, or really with me, I should say, when you're in Manhattan, we went to John's of Bleecker Street and got some pizza. I have been going to John's of Bleecker since I was probably Michaela's age. Like, I, I don't remember a time before having experienced John's Obliquer. The two of us went. We actually were sitting next to a couple of British expats, coincidentally. But nevertheless, uh, the two of us went, had a little itty bitty table right by the door. I don't care. That pizza was so freaking good. Man. And it was, it was amazing. And I am so thankful that I got to experience it in person again for the first time in like a decade. And... To Marco's credit, I don't think he was just putting on the happy face, but I think he knew enough to know that if he if he slagged on this pizza, I would have killed him. But his credit, it's good he pizza. seemed to genuinely if, think. If he didn't like it, there's a problem. Yeah, exactly. And so he said, no, it was really good. I'm glad we tried it, et cetera, et cetera. And, you know, I've uh, spoken so about this before. Did. I didn't want to go, right? Mm -hmm. But like you kept bugging me, and then I felt a <laughs> sense of commitment to go to the pizza place. I waited in line at the pizza place. Pizza was excellent, mm -hmm. but then you did the best thing, one of the best things anybody's ever done for me, where you called the restaurant and paid for the pizza. <laughs> I so still can't classy. believe that actually worked, so to be classy. honest. It's just such a classy move, you know? Well, thank you. I, I remember that. Mm -hmm. I remember that vividly, and I remember thinking, these people are going to think I'm such a dork and such an idiot, but hopefully they'll make it work. And I think I said, like, the bearded guy with the British accent or something like that. I forget mm -hmm. exactly how I did it, but they made it work, and it worked out. But, um, but yeah, so we had pizza. We split a pizza together. Uh, Marco suggested the larger of the available sizes, and I'm so thankful he did, because even though it was probably 75,000 calories worth of food, so, I have absolutely no regrets. Live, it was live amazing. a little, you know? Exactly right. Uh, so yeah, so then we uh, we just went back to the hotel, got a drink, and then uh, the following morning we met up with our uh, our friend uh, Zach Khan, who is in Apple PR, and we had this really lovely breakfast at a uh, like a French bistroy sort of thing that Zach had suggested, and it was really really tasty, and it was really great. And then we did the the lab, which I cannot literally cannot tell you anything else about because you forgot about it. You've forgotten it all, right? Yeah, I forgot. Yeah, I don't even. Did I go? I don't even remember. You forgot everything already. I wish I had remembered. They, you know, they 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 either gave me a pill or maybe they did the Men in Black flash thing. Yeah, that's what happened. Yeah. Uh, so, anyways, uh, then after that, Marco had had the kind of ridiculous and yet kind of awesome idea. Why don't we go back to the beach house on night two? 
and you can see the beach house and you know then then we'll do some other stuff which we'll get to in a second and so that's what we did we took the uh we took the subway to grand central then we took the long island railroad to where he had parked his car and then we <laughs> on the way to the beach house what is the one thing you should do for dinner if you're going to be on long island on yeah not in on i think i have that right he he very gently scolded me about this and i'm trying to trying to get better but um when you're on long island what do you got to do well, you got to go to John Syracuse's favorite pizza place. And so that's what we did the next <laughs> night. And so we went to Emilio's. I don't even know what town it was in, truth be told. Um, for me, there's no way that anything will be better than John's. Uh, there's so much nostalgia. There's so much just time behind it. And it's just, to me, that is the perfect slice of pizza. Emilio's was really good, though. I got to tell you, it was real, real good. And uh, I think, think Mark would say to me. say about this? Uh, I think he'll tell me that I'm wrong and that Emilio's is better because honestly, if the roles were reversed, I would say he's wrong and John's is better. So, I mean, what are you going to do? But, um, Marco, I think Marco had said to me, I don't think this was my creation that, you know, both of them are, are relatively simple pizzas, but done with an immense amount of competency and done extremely well. And I think that was very true. And so we had another 75,000 calories worth of pizza, uh, at Emilio's. And then we went back to the beach house, which was lovely. And uh, I stayed overnight. Yeah, you know, we stayed up and chatted. And and, and actually, he uh, demonstrated for me uh, Sonos Era 100 and Sonos Era 300s, which I deeply regret because now I want both of them in my life. Yeah, I haven't tried a 300, but I have the 100s, and it's just so, the 100s so good. are so they are good, so good, so good. This is not an advertisement. Yeah. Sonos, call us, sponsor the please, show. Please, please so do it because <laughs> we love it so much. Yep. I, I can be paid in cash or Sonos speakers. Either what do you way think about the rumor that they're going to do headphones? I, I'm very mixed about this. On the one side, I'm super positive because they clearly get speakers and they seem to be getting better yeah. at speakers. And so in that sense, sign me up. The flip side of that, though, is that I don't know. I don't know what I want them for yet. I'm intrigued, right? Because I'm similar to you. Like, I'm convinced they will do high quality, right? And mm -hmm. they'll sound better. But, like, I like AirPods for all of the other things that AirPods do yep. that these won't be mm -hmm. allowed to do. And that's the thing is that, to me, I, I never thought of it until just this moment. But the way I think of listening to things is that when I'm at home, that is the Sonos ecosystem. Mm -hmm. I very rarely airplay things. I very rarely do anything else. I'm when it comes to listening, it's the Sonos ecosystem. When I'm moving about, sometimes in the house, but especially if I'm out of the house, that's the Apple ecosystem. That's AirPods. That's you know Apple Music and so on and so forth. Not that I can't use Apple Music with Sonos, but you know what I mean. Like it's all Apple top to bottom. And I wonder if that would if 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 putting Sonos headphones in that mobile mix, I can't help but wonder if that would like muddy the waters or make it not as pleasurable and not as cohesive an experience but they make really really good speakers and i mean the era 100s he had marco had played for me and i was like oh my word these sound and it, it was a stereo pair but they sound phenomenal like i i don't use the um the one the one sls that i have as rear speakers i just use them as surrounds right so i never i've never really listened to them for the purposes of music but they do not strike me as though they would be terribly great at no, music they're mono and speakers. Oh, Exactly right, and 
And the eras, man, ooh, especially in a stereo pair, yep. plenty of bass from a very small speaker, sounded incredibly crisp. They sounded so good. Then the 300s, they're hilariously huge. They're spatial audio, right? Yeah. I haven't mm-hmm. used one of those. And they are, they are incredible. I, I, actually, I would say they, they almost had too much bass. A couple of times I was like, I think we should turn the bass down because it's too much mm. coming from these two speakers. There's no sub attached, just the era 300s. It was nuts. Uh, but anyway, this is not a Sonos commercial. It's just I really love their stuff. Please but sponsor again, us. We will gladly do Sonos commercials, like gladly. Oh yeah, I'll, I'll, I am here for it. Yeah. You, you tell me, tell me how and when, and I will do it. Official spokespersons, yeah, uno- the official unofficial spokespeople. That's right. Uh, but yeah, so then we stayed. Yeah, you know, we stayed. Slept the night at the beach house, and then the following morning, uh, I'm probably going to give you a long or give a longer version of the story on ETP because Marco will be there, and I think it'll be funny and relevant. Yeah. Well, I mean, people will have probably heard it by the time. This episode. Oh, that's true. Yeah, yeah I forgot, forget I forgot about, about the, time. the time warp. Yep, yep, yep. Right. So then, the following morning, we decided to go on a biking t- tour of the little section of Fire Island that uh, Marco was in, and uh, and that was all well and good, except um, you know, Marco, you know, just had me borrow a bike, which of course, and he had me borrow Tiff's bike, and that made perfect sense. Uh, and uh, we were biking around, uh, you know, Fire Island, and about halfway down the island, or well, not down the island, but halfway through our biking tour. I was just pedaling, doing my own thing, and all of a sudden, I couldn't pedal anymore. Like, I was pedaling, but nothing was happening. And it turns out the it was not a chain. It was a belt. But for the sake of discussion, the chain had fallen off the rear sprocket or whatever it's called. And so I accidentally broke Tiff's bike, which I felt like a complete, complete piece of garbage about. Not happy about that whatsoever. And Marco, to his credit, super chill about it. It's repairable, don't get me wrong, but I... Yeah, you know, I certainly I, when it when I got on the bike, it was working. When I got off the bike, it was not working. So I feel I still feel like a piece of garbage about that. Then we decide, that, OK, here's what we're going to do. Marco is going to drive us out of the little town that he's in. And I'm going to then take over driving his car, his truck uh, on the beach. And I'm going to get the beach driving experience. And you break the car? You know, on the way in, we had come in at night. So I didn't really I mean, I, I'm on the beach. I can see what's happening to a degree, but it's dark. I don't know where I am, et cetera, et cetera. But in the morning. We're going to go ahead and we're going to have me drive off the beach and then he'll take over and drive me to the train station so I can get on the- I don't you know, like the, where this story's going. No, you don't. Uh, so I can oh, get on the commuter no. train. Then I'll, from the commuter train, I'll get on the Amtrak to come back to Virginia. So we are driving down the beach. I'm having the time of my life. Uh, everything's great. I am not acting like a turd. I'm very well behaving myself because mm-hmm. you know, it's a very expensive brand new car. Uh, and I really don't want to break it. And- so we're about two thirds of the way down the beach and I just barely noticed on the dashboard, the, the car saying something along the lines of something is broken. You have to go slow now. I'm sorry, what? And so I say to Marco, uh, it's telling me I can't go more than about 20 miles an hour, which for the beach is more than enough. But we were supposed to be getting on what I would probably call an interstate, what a, what a Californian would call a freeway, what Marco would probably call a highway. One of those big roads, a limited access big road, where you're going to be doing 65 to 70 miles an hour, and we are now capped at 20. This is undesirable. So in the last hour, in the last hour, I have broken Tiff's bike, and I have now broken Marco's brand new car. This is not a, this is not a good place to be. Marco, to his credit, super chill. Super chill, super cool about it. He said, no worries. We'll get to the end. We'll get to the end of the beach. Please don't stop, because getting a toe is not good, but please don't stop. We'll get to the end of the beach, and then we will pull over and see what we can do. Again, at this point, you've probably heard the long version of the story on ATP. I will be telling it from my point of view. But suffice to say, we got to the end of the beach. I pulled over uh, you know, on, on pavement. 
He goes back in the driver's seat. We Google how to reboot uh, his car because oh electric cars, you can do that. We reboot the car. He takes off and it's still bad. Now, most importantly, I have not only broken Tiff's bike, but I've now broken his car. But secondarily to that, I only have but so much buffer before I need to get to my train. And that train only has so much buffer before I need to get to the train that's taking me to Virginia. I want to just stop you for a second. You just said most importantly Mm -hmm. after you have broken a car. No, I said most importantly, I've broken his car. Oh, I and thought then you said, I broke the that. car, and most importantly, I have a train to catch. I thought I thought you that, were saying. No, I, po- uh, I, I apologize. I don't think anyone's no, thinking about me in this scenario. I have a train <laughs> to get. Right. I don't know if you know, but like they're really rare. Right, right, right. There's definitely no other trains available. Uh-huh. Um, so anyway, so, uh, so we take off. Again, Marco's being super chill. I think he knows that I am hooping myself right now because yeah, this I is am pretty bad then like, this I, is not good not, I'm sure not a good look for your things, guy I don't know about the bike but I'm sure the car wasn't your fault but it's just bad it's just not good it's just not good uh, if I'm in someone's car and the car's broken I don't want to be involved in the driving you know like let it, it I'm like I feel like me and you are pretty similar in these mm-hmm. kinds of things like even if someone's fine I just don't I just don't want to be involved. No, I, I still, in it, you know? I still feel like a piece of garbage, right? Yeah, and this has I would been too. almost a week at this yeah, point, and I'm not telling you not to feel that way because I know I would. You yeah. Know? So, so we take off. Marco's being super chill. We're gonna putt putt our way over to the train station. What we'll see what happens within thirty to fifty, thirty to sixty seconds of taking off from the parking lot, the car all of a sudden wakes up. Not that it was sleeping. But you know what I mean? Like it wakes up. All is right in the world. We're, next thing you know, we're doing 65 miles an hour on the interstate. All is good. That, I would feel really comfortable about being in that car. Yeah, right. <laughs> so, what if it just decides it wants to do 20? R- well, that's the thing. And so, at this point, I am at least tentatively relieved, title, that <laughs> at least it's not seemingly permanently broken or anything like that, but it's still not giving me a lot of confidence. And then what I've forgotten at this point in the journey I had forgotten that Marco actually had to go back to the beach house. So he needed to go back on the beach once. Then he needed to leave the beach house and come get the rest of his family who were not at the beach house at the time. So he now has to do two additional beach journeys. And it was the beach that killed the car in the first place. So is the car not supposed to go on the beach? Oh, it, it is. And it's done it many times. I don't know what I did or did not do. I genuinely think that it was just a, a fluke. I don't and like think either you something it. over. I, again, like with, as with the bike, like I was just pedaling the bike. I had, I think I had given it a lot of, you know, oomph at that particular no, I, juncture. I'm convinced you broke the bike, but I, I don't, <laughs> I don't think that the car was your fault. Well, I don't, honestly, I really don't think either were my fault, but I was one who did no, it. I, one I question, think like, the bike is your fault. Oh, come on. If, if, if the belt falls off the sprocket, what are you going to do? Like it happens. <laughs> but anyways, the point being, uh, he drops me off the train station again, super chill. And then I get to the train platform. And the way the trains work in, in the New York area is that there's peak trains and off-peak trains. And the peak trains are the commu- you know, the ones that typically the commuters are on, and they cost more money and they're more packed and blah, blah, blah. And it so happens that I had gotten to the platform right before the very last of the peak trains was supposed to leave. And I had intended to go on the very first of the off-peak trains. And so I get to the platform. I have murdered Tiff's bike. I have murdered Marco's, Marco's car. 
And I get to the platform and they say, well, guess what? The last of the peak trains has been canceled. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> what? Could this day get any better? <sighs> so, okay, wonderful. So then I wait for my train. And as it turns out, this is very complicated and involved, but suffice to say, the peak train was going into Grand Central. My train was, <laughs> James in the chat is saying, I did break the train. <laughs> <laughs> the peak train was going into Grand Central. My train was going to Penn Station. And I guess there was some issue in or around Grand Central. And so it didn't affect my train at all. So I end up getting on my train. But then just as one last kick in the teeth, just to really stress me out just that much more, uh, I get on the train and it's supposed to go, I forget what the next stop was, but it's supposed to go to like, the whatever the next stop is and we stop somewhere else first and i can tell that unquestionably i am on the right train i am going the right direction i am going to end in the right end but what appeared to have been intended to be an express train is i guess a local train now in other words it's going to be making considerably more stops than i mm. expected mm. and let me remind you i only have but so much buffer before i need to get to the oh, track train change trains yeah. yes indeed so now I'm pooping myself yet again that, oh, great, I'm not going to make it. Now, I quickly realized a couple of things. Number one, it's only going to delay me by like five or maybe 10 minutes. Number two, as it turns out, the Amtrak train got delayed before it even made it to New York. So I've got another like 20, 30 minutes of buffer that I didn't expect. So it was all fine. Eventually, it was about the time I think I was getting off the train at Penn Station, Marco sends me a text and says, hey, I made it all the way back to the beach or back on the beach, off the beach. You know, I'm at the beach house. All is right in the world. Uh, you know, everything seems fine. I'll talk to the, I'll talk to the, you know, dealer and see what they can do about it. If there's, or see if they, you know, can check into it or what have you. But, um, but yeah, everything's fine to the best of my knowledge sitting here now on this was Friday as to the best of my knowledge sitting here now on Tuesday, it has remained, the cars remained fine. Um, I don't think he has fixed Tiff's bike yet. We actually tried to do a quickie fix ourselves really fast before we needed to leave and didn't have the time to do it. Um, but I, so I temporarily murdered Marco's car hopefully temporarily temporarily murdered tiff's bicycle and i guess maybe i did to james's point maybe i did murder that last peak train that was going into new york but it was an adventure mike and then but once i got to penn station and then eventually got on the amtrak it was it was great and it was a very chill ride the rest of the way back and i gotta tell you i i don't hmm, i don't mean to be this guy and i apologize if i come across this way but here we go one of the best experiences in the world is coming out of a terminal or something like that to someone you love. And I feel like in particular, seeing your child or children run up to you screaming daddy after having only been gone like 48 hours. Oh, it's the best. It's just the absolute best. And so, you know, the kids and Aaron came to pick me up at the train station and, you know, the train station is, is a room. I don't know. It's probably, you know, 15 meters on either. Uh, it's a big square room, basically like 15 meters in either direction. And they're across the, across the room and they, they see me, I see them, daddy. And they come running up and give me the biggest hug. Oh my God, it's the best. It's not too dissimilar from a dog, to be honest, because Penny was also excited to see me when I got home, but, uh, seeing, seeing your kids come and I, I don't mean to be that guy, but seeing your kids like so excited to see you is just such a great feeling. And you, you get a lot of that from your spouse or, you know, loved one or whatever, but there's just that like extra special joy from children. That's so wonderful. And so it was a great trip. I'm so glad we got to do it. I'm really, really thankful that Marco was a great host, that he was chill when I was not, and that, you know, he was able to make it work because this is actually an extremely inconvenient time for Marco. And so I'm really glad that he was able to make it work because I hadn't seen, I met, I totally glossed right over this. I hadn't seen Marco since 2019, same time I saw mm. you last. And mm -hmm. so it was really incredibly, incredibly great to see, you know, such a good friend after so many years. And 
I really genuinely hope that you and I can somehow make it work before July. But at the very worst case scenario in July, we're going to need to book an extra day in advance for the two of us for the 24 hour long hug that you and I will be sharing when that time comes. I'm on board. <laughs> Did you, I, I don't know if you recall, but um, unless you have questions, I was going to point out to you that I was on an electric powered locomotive from the trip uh, from, from DC to New York and then from New York back to DC. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Is that relevant at all to you in any way, shape or form? Not really. I'll let the car guys talk about it. No, I was talking. I'm trying to pitch oh. you to the sponsor. Come on, I, w- I have looked here. at the document. Well, yeah, you know, see, you got you to be on my level, man. I, I was, I wasn't done ribbing you uh, about breaking things. So, I, oh, I was okay. More, well, we can I'll, do that first. No, no, we should move on because all I was going to do is just say, I don't. Uh, what are you going to come and break the theater? You know, like just, just a lot of that <laughs> kind of stuff. Like, right. <laughs> you know, so I, quite I possibly. I wasn't ready. Uh, uh, by the way, the, the chat is now asking: Are you officially confirming yourself for for? Well, so I have. I am doing as much as I possibly can to officially confirm myself. I haven't booked like plane travel or anything like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it, yes, it is the list family's intention, all four of us, to make the Another trip. The to... podcaster approaches. <laughs> this is my. This is yeah. my idea of the Super Smash Brothers themed confirmations. Is everybody? Uh, 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 confirms that they're ready to to join this job for next yep. year. Uh, Declan is super into Super Smash right now, so that's perfect timing. Uh, but yeah, all four of us are intending to be there, and I'm super looking forward to it. This episode is brought to you by Electric. When leading your small business, it's not all glitz and glamour. In fact, sometimes it is just a matter of spending hours onboarding an employee onto the IT system, which you're well-equipped to deal with. Maybe you don't have the time because you're trying to run the business. The team over at Electric knows the small businesses, maybe like yours, face these challenges, which is why they're on hand to help with the time-consuming parts of a business like standardized device security with best-in-class device management software so you're able to implement best practices across the board to be ready to scale. They deal with employee onboarding and offboarding for you so you could save an average of eight hours per instance. Plus, Electric will help you keep a single point of visibility into your IT environment to control your devices, your networks, and your applications with simplified reporting that allows you to achieve and maintain compliance. Electric also have proactive IT recommendations and automated workflows to make IT easy to manage for even non-technical users. If you're hearing this and think your company could use some of these services but you're not sure where to start, Electric's experts will guide you through the process of establishing standardized IT processes for your organization. I can take it from me, when you are a small business, especially if you start out as like a one-person, two-person operation, you can kind of fall into the habits of dealing with things on your own. If you have to start onboarding people and you need to start getting processes in place, you need to start getting computers in place and technology in place, that stuff can be really complicated. And it's very helpful to have a company like Electric who's on hand to help you get it all set up and get it all set up right. For analog listeners, Electric is offering a free pair of Beats Solo 3 headphones for taking unqualified meeting. Just go to electric.ai slash analog. That's electric.ai slash analog. Go there now and get your free pair of Beats Solo 3 headphones today for scheduling a meeting. Now, thanks to Electric for their support of this show and Relay FM. Some recommendations. Yes, sir. Why don't I begin, actually, because you just did a lot of talking. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So uh, when we were going to Disneyland, there was a new area that had been opened called San Francisco. 
Um, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Which they basically took like a, a a restaurant area that was kind of a bit of a mishmash in California Adventure and gave it a theme. And the theme is from the movie Big Hero Six, which mm-hmm. uh, features Baymax as a character. I'd never seen Big Hero 6. I was aware of Baymax, um, but before we went to Disneyland, we thought, well, if they've got this whole new thing and they're making a big song and dance about it, why don't we watch the movie? And we did. And we adored it. What a lovely movie. I've seen it, but not in a couple of years now. And I remember it being very good, but I should probably watch it again. It's fantastic. Thoroughly recommend Big Hero 6. Obviously, it's on Disney+. Plus. There is also uh, a selection of uh, animated content featuring Baymax um, on uh, Disney+. Plus. So, recommend. Love it. Now, what I will say, San Francisco is an awesome area. They've built a beautiful version of the Golden Gate Bridge, which like has like... I, don't, I feel there is a name. I'm going to see if I can find the name for these. Hold on. Uh, okay, so I, I, the word is spelled T-O-R-I-I. So I'm going to say Tori. Mm-hmm. It is a traditional Japanese gate. And you will be familiar with this look. It's like these two red poles and it has like a red like arch across the top, which is like kind of like bent a little bit, aiming upwards. Mm-hmm. In uh, Big Hero 6, this is the look of the Golden Gate Bridge, which is also like just a great idea of like, these are called gates. Mm-hmm. And like, it just works, right? Because they're Golden Gate. But they built that. They built this awesome sign that says Port of San Francisco, which looks like the Port of San Francisco sign on the ferry building uh, that oh, like illuminates. Cool. Like, and the mm-hmm. whole area was just themed so well. And they have like a Baymax, which is like a person in a suit, which is the most impressive like character that I've seen at Disneyland. It just looks like it's Baymax walking around. It's incredible what they've done. So yeah, we did that. But really, my recommendation is Big Hero 6. That is a very, very fun, very adorable movie with great characters and a good lesson for everybody to learn. Second, I would like to recommend the battery life of the Apple Watch Ultra. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm getting so Casey. I woke up Saturday morning, LA time, right Pacific time, and mm-hmm. I woke up. I'd been sleep tracking. Put my phone on. Uh, put my watch on charge to get me to 100 percent because I was going to be traveling. Right. So that was in the morning. So let's say it was like eight o'clock, seven o'clock, eight o'clock in the morning. Right. We spent the whole day. Um, went out for a lovely meal with the Sparks family, went to the airport. Our flight was at 8 p.m., so that's 12 hours, right? Mm-hmm. I then flew for 10 hours. So then I got home, so like I traveled home, so let's say another few hours, and then went to bed at midnight, UK time. 49% mm-hmm. battery life left. Goodness, that's bananas. I didn't put it in airplane oh, mode. Lord. I didn't put it in low power mode. I just let the watch do its thing. That is utterly bananas. That's very cool. Yeah, I got to say, because I'm on whatever, not this year's watch, but the prior year's watch. And typically I'll, I'll have an occasion to top it off, you know, just electively or, or preact- preemptively or pro- proactively. That's what I'm looking for um, in the middle of the day or something like that. But uh, when I was in New York and I was, you know, using it more, walking more, you know, doing a little bit more of the, you know, outdoor walk tracking, you know, exercise tracking, whatnot. 
this thing was hurting <laughs> at the end of the day. And uh, there was once or twice that I definitely needed to top off in the middle of the day just for a little bit because otherwise I wasn't going to make it. And that was one day, not three or whatever you just said yours was. I guess one extraordinarily long day, huh? Mm-hmm. It's next level. I love it. That's incredible. Uh, I'm also going to recommend Scott Pilgrim Takes Off. This is not out yet, is it? Or is it out? No, it's out. It came out like a week or two ago. This is a Netflix anime, Scott Pilgrim. This has like all of your favorite things in one spot. This is written by and co-written by and produced by Brian Lee O'Malley, who created Scott Pilgrim. Executive produced by Edgar Wright. The voice cast is the exact voice cast of the movie. I don't know how they pulled this off. Genuinely, yeah, I, mean, I have no idea. My thought on this is, everybody in this movie must have really enjoyed making this movie. Mm-hmm. Because the cast was a big deal then, but the cast now, right? <laughs> Chris Evans and Brie Larson. Yep. yep Kieran yep. Culkin. These people were popular then. Like, the level that they are at now is so much higher. I mean, I could just go on and on and on, but they, like, stand out to me specifically as people who were popular at the time this movie came out, and now where they have gotten to is, like, astronomical. Here's what I'll tell you. I do not want to spoil this, but I, I could imagine there are people out there who have, like, watched the movie, read the comics, and they're like... I have experienced Scott Pilgrim. You have not experienced Scott Pilgrim takes off. Interesting. You must watch okay. to the last moment of the first episode before you make a decision as to whether you want to watch anymore. And that is all I hmm. will say. Fascinating. Yeah. That's very cool. Now, I, I should give it a shot because honestly, I, I should give uh, the movie another no, no, I, another shot implies that I didn't like it I did like it but I should watch it again because I haven't watched it in a long time um, yeah so for me I have a couple of music recommendations and a couple of movie recommendations um, over the last month or so there's new Black Pumas album uh, Chronicles of a Diamond it, I've heard it a couple times it hasn't clicked for me as much as their debut album has but it's definitely worth a listen to um, give it a shot and then I think you were talking about this on Upgrade, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, Peter Gabriel just came out with the first his first album in 20-some years uh, called I.O. with a mm-hmm. slash in between, so I slash O. Um, not only is that album pretty good and growing on me with each repeated listen, but uh, I think you were saying, Mike, that you really enjoy spatial audio. Mm-hmm. And there is a spatial audio version of I.O. on Apple Music that you yes. can check out if you're interested in that. So um, Peter Gabriel's music, I, I wouldn't say... it's not the sort of thing that I think most people, particularly our age are going to be super revved up by, but I've always liked Peter Gabriel and I actually really like his stuff. And again, if, if Mike, you were to give this a listen and say, yeah, it's not for me, I wouldn't be surprised nor offended, but give it a shot. You know, it's pretty good. Um, I I think I've quite liked it. Then a couple of movie recommendations. Um, one grand Turismo. Are you familiar with, I know you're familiar with the game. Are you familiar with the movie? Yeah, I haven't seen it, but, I've heard it's better than it has any right to be, really. It is. It's it's a silly, campy, you know, a typical American summer blockbuster sort of thing. Although it, I wouldn't say it was a summer blockbuster, but you know what I mean? Like that kind of turn your brain off and just let it wash over you sort of thing. Um, it was silly, and I really enjoyed it. I, I, I enjoyed it more than I expected to. So 
uh, check that out. And then uh, the first of the new, or actually the only new Christmas movie that I'm aware of uh, really wanting to see this year is um, Genie, which stars uh, Melissa McCarthy, who can basically do no wrong in my eyes. And um, in a motley crew of other people, including Alan Cumming, who's very, very good. Um, that's a Christmas movie that Aaron and I watched. just came out in the last couple of weeks and Aaron and I watched it like a week ago. And again, it's one of those things where like, I would never seek to watch this in other times of year as, as opposed to love actually, which I would argue you can watch anytime. Um, but it was very cute and very and, and fun and it's definitely worth a watch. It may be this, it may, it may be a one and done sort of thing for, for you, Mike, or you, the listener, but I thought it was fun. And it's actually, uh, it was written by the same guy who did love actually Richard Curtis. So uh, hmm. that should give you a hint as to kind of what the spirit of this is about. So, uh, I, I enjoyed all four of these and I think all of these are worth a, an, an attempt from you. And if you, you know, if it doesn't stick, it doesn't stick. No big deal. Happy holidays, everyone. Happy new year. We're back next year in 2024. Happy holidays and happy new year coming up soon. <laughs>